Um, so you were talking about goals and, and hard schedules and... Yeah, I just was taking a look at like what has been going really well professionally in my life for the past two years and the areas in which I come up short on a fairly regular basis and it was and like my scheduling has been like the number one thing and like it's been a good thing that over the past two years the past year especially like I've become very busy right I've got a lot of work coming in in a lot of different areas both both different areas of production and different areas physical locations and like it was fine for me when I could just haphazardly schedule things because I had nothing on my calendar and all of a sudden I got to a place where it's like I've got to be way more diligent about how I am handling my scheduling, how I'm handling my uh, managing my schedule and making sure that like I'm delivering on deadlines and all these things. And this feeds into this because I've been sitting on two podcasts for forever because (laughs) it literally landed in a place. Right, exactly. And I was just like, I knew I was going to get a laugh at this, but I was like, I want people to also understand like this is a conscious thing for me that like I'm not unaware that I've hit this spot. So I'm trying to make very drastic changes into how I handle my scheduling and booking of, of my calendar mm-hmm. to be able to achieve all the things that I need to do on a work on a work side of things. Right. And so part of that is also a cry for help from the two of you, <laughs> which Bart, you've actually already started with me on for some rockfish stuff, yeah. but like holding me, holding me to deadlines has become a big thing. Like I was always able to hit deadlines because I had nothing else going on in my life. It was easy for me to accomplish deadlines. Now all of a sudden I've got way more that I'm doing managing both on a on a production side and a and a business management side and getting other people to, that are doing work uh, for Rockfish Music at this point too, like making sure that they've got their things that they need to do and they're they're accomplishing those things. And so I realized like I need to make a very significant change in how I'm handling my scheduling. It's really uh, making deadlines is it's obviously it's it's got to be fundamental to whatever you do. Like, I get that. Like, I mean, I'm a sports writer by trade, <laughs> and so deadlines, like, been a part of my life since I was, you know, 18 years old. Right. Writing and stringing and doing that stuff. And, like, I think that you have to, like, it's really tough when you have, like, uh, like you're creative or you really – just care about doing like a high quality job to be really dead deadline oriented because it requires like an incredible amount of efficiency to hit deadlines and quality work because a lot of times like the deadline hits and like it's just got to be good enough like I mean sometimes that that happens I think that that's like figuring out how to be like that's the, the deadline is the end goal but in the end like efficiency that you use leading up to it uh is really that like the efficiency you develop is really the key piece of the puzzle because otherwise like if you keep hitting deadlines with crappy work like you're going to find that you have less deadlines in your life um because there are going to be less people interested in you hitting your deadlines and paying correct correct and this is my this has always been my my key thing and and part of what has helped bring business to me it was just like I do not allow things to go out into the world that are anything less than like B plus work for me 
is not acceptable work for people to hear from my job. Like well, my transcript from college will tell you that B plus work is super duper acceptable to me. My college transcript <laughs> will tell you the exact same thing. I was going to say exceptional, but you know, <laughs> exceptional is right. Um, but it, it's it's I, I've always battled a a a. I want the I want the things that go out, and I I choose my clientele based on this too. I can't allow crappy work to get out because then people are going to doubt whether or not I'm actually good at my job. So I focus very hard on like I'm going to make sure that everything that gets out into public consumption is going to be the n best I have ever done on on a project as I could possibly possibly do. And that made hitting like timelines and hitting deadlines a challenge at times, but there are aspects to that work that could get sped up significantly. And I've, and I'm thinking I'm cracking some codes on how to like, like you said, be both like manage the efficiency of the work, like have the quality also match the deadline. I'll push back on that. <laughs> Please do. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, it, there's a story I've been thinking about writing, have the outline for that speaks about to, to an experience very early in my career where I was saying to this older guy who came from corporate world, I said, you know, I want to, I want to make sure I'm hitting perfection with every client that I'm working with. I'm hitting 100% for every single thing that, he, that, that I'm doing. And he's like, I hear you. And that's kind of adorable that you think that. Um, <laughs> but my world where we made widgets or whatever it was, right? you know, we aim for 95% perfection or 96% perfection because trying to get to 100% was not impossible, but it was something that was an unrealistic expectation because you're going to focus so much time on that 4% or that 5% that you're going to lose the 95%. Sure. And it's something I've come to terms with through, again, God, I'm, I'm so old. This is, my first home inspection was 9-11. <laughs> right. So I've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, I, there are clients out there that I admit I did not do my best job. Right. You know, and I think that those are the ones from whom I learn the most. Sure. About how to better do my practice on a day-to-day -day basis and try to not make that same mistake twice. But I think that, I mean, I, I think it's, it's awesome that we, in our respective worlds, we try to do our very best at everything that we do. But I think that trying to hit the very, very best for it, everything. Right. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a path to madness. Yeah. I mean, I gotta be honest, like sometimes that like 50 to 28 girls basketball game that I just watched, like <laughs> it's going to get an effort, but like, it's going to get like a 25, like it, like it, it's got to have 25 minutes versus like, then I watched like some classic where a kid hits a buzzer beater, you know, and, and wins it on it. Like that's going to get more attention. It's going to get like a little more time. I'm going to craft yeah. that a little better. Like it's still got to get out. Like it's got to get out the next day, but it's, I think that that's like, that's always, a, 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 I think you have to find this like balance between like being okay. Like you got to trust, like number one, you got to trust your own talent. Right. And you got to trust like that, like, yeah. hey, like, I may not think this is perfect, but like, I mean, like, I basically do a calculus that like, it's still better than 95% of what's out there. Right. Like that's, I mean, and that's right. arrogant to say, I think, but like, I think it's confidence. Like, yeah, yeah. But like, I think it's got arrogance and confidence are you different. You got to be confident that like, hey, like, that's still better. And that's still really good. And it, like you said, like, if you try and bat a thousand, you're going to bat 250. If you try and bat, you know, if you try and bat 400, like maybe you can get there. Right? right. So for work, I've literally spent the past week, week and a half driving every inch of road along the mid Atlantic 
from up to Annapolis and down to the Carolinas and back again and all over Virginia. And in that time, I've had a lot of time to think about all of these questions that I've had going into the new year. And the biggest thing I came up with is what you both have just pointed out is prioritization. A big part of what I do is artwork. And the artwork side of things, for me, I am uncompromising in that. It is going to, it, like, that is going to be the best effort we could possibly, possibly put together. I'm uncompromising on that. But then there's a lot of other work that we do when we have to put together little videos that need to get out. And, and those are the kind of things, or like, you know, little sound bites that we need to kind of chop through and get through and stuff. That's the kind of stuff for me that, like, I've kept myself on a, it has to be perfect versus, this is better than 95% of everything else that's out there. And I can spend this much time on it and achieve that goal of getting that thing out on time. And so for me, it's, it's prioritizing the work. Just like you said, there are, there are certain games that require, I'm going to put my full attention into this. And then there's some stuff that's like, you're going to get the, the, the appropriate due amount of attention bit, from me. The minimum amount of my attention that is required. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, and I think that's a big part of what I need yeah, to do, right. too. I, is I quoted Jesse Eisenberg from Social Network. <laughs> I got no problem with that. I watched that movie. It was fine. I can't wait for that. That movie got I the minimum wait. amount of Aaron Sorkin's attention. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just going to say, too, considering everything that's been going on with Facebook, I kind of can't wait for Sorkin to write the sequel follow-up to oh, that. God. <laughs> the sequel would be 30 seconds. Like, it died. It died. <laughs> a very ugly death. That was a thing. Good job. Move on. No, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's something, you know, you talk about prioritization, you know, I'm just sort of rifling through the things that I do on a daily basis. I mean, contracts, negotiations, deadlines. Right. You know, I, I, I'm good at maintaining, making sure we don't miss a home inspection deadline. I also have my assistant as a backup to make sure that we don't miss termite inspection, stuff like that. I mean, the, that stuff is non-negotiable. It's not perfection. It's just it's a deadline. You hit that. Correct. You know, but I think that from a, a creative perspective, I mean, I've, you know, we, I think we all produce a, a lot of content. I imagine most people in their worlds do. Knowing where to allocate your time to, to craft, like my, my, the note that I write every month, I agonize over that. I have two editors that help yeah. me with that. I mean, it's something that, you know, work, I've worked really, really hard on, and it, it, and it shows. But for the, some of the blog posts that I do, it's like I need to get this information out there, and it's pretty good. But it's funny. I had a... I use a buyer survey. When I work with a new buyer client, I send out this survey. It's like 35 questions. It's a Google form. comes through. My assistant puts it together in a PDF so I can skim it pretty easily. And I sent it out the other day to a new, new buyer, and I think I like her quite a bit because she responds, and she said, like, one of the questions is, do you like, you know, it's, it's like, what's your favorite beverage? Beer, coffee, juice, whatever, you know, just to learn a little bit more about them. And she says, well, the E is missing from coffee in your question but I'll still say coffee. I'm like, no, so, that's pretty sick, man. Who is this person? How do we become best friends? <laughs> so like, I'm going to say, I live that copy editor life hard. <laughs> so I'm going to say, she caught my test. She's going to be a good client because I intentionally misspelled that and I'll go to my grave telling everybody that I, I did that deliberately. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to change it because I don't have time to go back into the form and edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, I wanted to take a quick break to talk about Rockfish. I'm sure you're all aware that the music industry has changed pretty dramatically over the last decade. Artists are able to create more music than ever before. We know because we're out here making those records with them. We're working with talented up and coming artists that big labels ignore. Our mission is to make great records and create a closer connection between artists, their fans, old and new, and the recording company. 
It's really pretty simple. For a subscription starting at $3 per month, you get access to our entire archive of music. And inside, you not only get the records we're producing, but all kinds of rough tracks, alternate takes, and bonus material. You're gonna access all of the stages of the recording process. So go check us out at rockfishmusic.com and subscribe. If you're a music fan, this is an amazing way to access new music and directly support independent artists. Can we discuss real quick, like how, like real quick, it's a podcast, whatever. <laughs> real quick. Mark that time now. Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right, let me start that over. Edit that out. Uh, can we talk about just like New Year's resolutions in general? Like, yes. They're, they're dumb. This will be a... Ter- yeah. See, I, I thought I was going to see... Here's the thing is that I could sense from what my man Jim was saying earlier... And what my man Dave was saying, that we have, like, a potential debate here about New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I'm, I want this. I want this debate. Because I'd like to go ahead. I'd, I want y'all to talk about it, and that's great. And I would love to be here f- for that part. <laughs> but I would like to put out my, my my cynical take on New Year's resolutions real quick. It's like halftime adjustments. If you're waiting until halftime to make them, you're too late. That's my take on it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> what makes the New Year halftime? Why is the New Year even? I just said it's why, halftime but, and New Year's are both arbitrary times. Yeah, why is the New Year even a mark of demarcation? Why it's just Tuesday or Monday? I mean, it's just a calendar. <laughs> it's a new. It's, it's a, just a calendar. The sense of renewal. Dave is also a true believer. And is it like the Chinese <laughs> New Year? Is the Jewish New Year? Is it the King James version? I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> the King James version. <laughs> All right. The Chinese New Year is rapidly the Chinese New Year is now the second largest growing New Year in the in the on the planet. Should probably abide by that one instead. No, I mean for me, it's about like I've always liked New Year's resolutions because I'm a goal oriented person. It goes back to my uh, resolution or or goals or intentions, whatever people want to turn it to be. I like goals. I work better when I have goals. I work better when I give myself and make sure I have things to do. And when I have more time free is when I actually slack off on the things that I'm supposed to be doing. I never just knock out the thing that I'm supposed to do and then enjoy my time off. I'm always like enjoy my time off and then cram and get my stuff done as quickly as I can at the very end. It's just a bad, bad like character trait I've had since I was a kid. And in college, I recognized like my best semesters I had in college is when I overloaded myself with work. I gave myself no time to do anything other than the work that was in front of me. And in the semesters where I took the least amount of course credits were the semesters I did the worst because I had more time to do nonsense stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm, so I'm for much me, it's like I like New Year's resolutions because of the goals that you can set for yourself. Now, whether it's based on New Year's or any other time is totally arbitrary. But I like I like goals. I like having goals and setting goals and giving yourself something to accomplish. I choose to not necessarily subscribe to societal constructs that are made up on arbitrary rules. <laughs> hey, here's what happens. Just so just so we're clear on what happens in debate sometimes is sometimes the other person goes on for a really long time, allowing the other person to develop a short, devastating sentence that will ruin the other person. And that's what we just witnessed. Jim Duncan just tore uh, Dave apart in such a short, succinct way that it really doesn't matter at all what Dave said before that. I have no rebuttal. You might as well cut it out. <laughs> you talked too long and you gave him too long to get it tight. This is more uh, like a rap battle than a debate. <laughs> I, I, I think that whatever it takes to motivate somebody, awesome. If it takes, a, if it takes an arbitrary date to say, New Year's Day, I'm going to start doing this, great. 
But, you know, I, I, I told my younger daughter, I said, you know, I'm going to take most of January off of, of drinking. And she's like, great, New Year's resolution. I thought you thought they were dumb. I'm like, no, honey, just since, I, you know, my bike wreck, I've been drinking way too much and being sad. So I'm going to take, take the month off of drinking. The it's holidays like, are done. I'm not going to stop now. Yeah. It's like, and there, there's the break. It's okay. It's time to really start active physical therapy and recovery than it is to say, oh, it's 1st of January of a new year. This thing happens. I think that for me, by saying this arbitrary day is the date by which things are going to flow, it's like it, it diminishes the value of that goal for me. Okay. To say that, you know, this is, you know, somebody else set this goal. It's like when I quit smoking 20 some odd years, 20 years, 15, 19, a long time ago. I can't even imagine you as a smoker. That's oh, incredible. It was so delicious. It's really horrible and expensive and bad for me, but I really enjoyed smoking. But I quit smoking because I chose to start playing soccer again. Yeah. And because I made that choice. It wasn't, I'm choosing to quit from, you know, hope they're not listening to my, for my, for my kids. You know, I didn't say I'm going to do this for my, my, well, my daughter at the time. Uh, I'm going to do it for myself. Yeah. But it wasn't because somebody else had created a reason for me to do it. I just said, Hey, I'm gesticulating with my left arm. Um, you know, I said, this is the date by which I'm going to do it. And I quit smoking because I wanted it, but it wasn't because somebody else said so. Right. So I think, I think for me, I think I, I view it as it must be internal first. We've talked a lot about time. We've talked a lot about being on time. If you were going to set one New Year's resolution for your clients, so you get to put a New Year's resolution on those people, that's an attractive idea, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it would be the same. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think I would use, it would be the resolution I would give to all of my clients regardless of the time of the year. And that's to ask more, ask more questions. Uh, and and, and I, I expect and hope I hope and expect that my clients trust me implicitly. Most of them do, um, but part of that trust comes from them believing and vetting the answers that I give and the advice that I give. So I want all of my clients, regardless of time of year or seasonality, to ask as many as I call them as many dumb questions as they, as they have, so that they feel comfortable spending a ton of money. So, right. you know, I tell them any. <clears throat> sports journalism or, you know, music production, I have a whole lot of dumb questions about what it is you do if I were to step into your world. Correct. But, you know, and I expect people to come to me with, with their dumb questions and say, I need help. And, you know, I, I, one of the things I wrote at the end of last year was, you know, what is it that I provide to my clients? And, you know, after, after years of doing this, I'm like, I help them make good decisions. You know, and that's really it. You can talk me into a good time What I can't get out of You can talk me into